This week on the AEW Weekly Roundup, we talk Dynamite and Rampage as always, including a brand new TNT Champion, world title match announcement for Double or Nothing, another, yes, another match of the year candidate, and more. Also, we answer your questions. Please give us a follow on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. Subscribe to the channel on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. If you have any questions, you can send those to BeautyXTheBeard at gmail.com. Or you can use the hashtag on Twitter, AskTheXTV. And if you enjoy what we do, please support the channel by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things, all elite wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Woody and Sarah. Thank you all once again for joining us for another episode of the Beauty and the Beard AEW Weekly Roundup. I am Woody. I am Sarah. We got a pretty good bit to talk about this week. Uh, fun episode of Dynamite uh, last week and a very fun episode of Rampage. We officially officially got the the world title match announced for Double or Nothing. That's the first match announcement. And that is a big, big deal. Big deal. Mm. Hangman Adam Page is officially going to take on, uh, what's his name? CM Punk. What's his name? <laughs> what's his name? You know that guy. What's that guy right? that, like, you know, everybody was crying for? Um, oh, Phil. Didn't no. wrestle for almost a decade and, and came back, and now here he is. He's got a bright future ahead of him. Um, but yeah, that is a big announcement. Um, mm. big announcement. Uh, early predictions for that match, ma'am. Early predictions. Because it could go, it could go a couple of different ways. But I want to hear what you think, though. I personally would love Hangman to retain it, MJF take it off him, and then Punk take it off MJF. Technically, I like that way. That that way of thinking too, and a way you could do that. Um. Because if you have MGF take it off page, mm. it could be played. Because see, the, the I think the way of thinking with most people right now is it's uh, it, it should go Punk beat Hangman, and then MJF beat Punk because MJF lost the big match to Punk. So mm-hmm. now MJF's going to get that win back in the biggest way possible in a world title match with CM Punk. However, a way if, you're, if we're going the way you're you're saying is that uh, Hangman retains and MJF beat Hangman. It's when MJF starts the feud with Hangman, he could say, "I'm going to do what Brian Danielson couldn't do, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do what CM Punk couldn't do, and that's beat Hangman for the world title." You know, mm-hmm. he he can you hang, he can hang his his pride on that. Is that I'm gonna do the job that none of y'all can do, including CM Punk, my arch nemesis. Mm. I'm, gonna do it, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna show you how it's done. I'm gonna do what you couldn't do, and then beat Hangman. I think that would be a, a, a good way to play it. Um, or like we said, the obvious way of of uh, 
you know, just just have CM Punk win it and have MJF beat CM Punk for it. Either way, I think you've got a really good story. Either way. And I like that because, to me, this is probably, in a long time, this is the most unpredictable world title match. And that's what you want. Especially yeah, it's, in it's one of them that you literally cannot call right now. No. Because going into Hangman and, and Adam Cole, I, we love Adam Cole. On this show, we love yeah. Adam Cole, baby. But we knew, I mean, 99% sure that Hangman's retaining. It was too early. It just didn't make sense. Um, but now it's we're in that zone of where, yeah, <laughs> it could make sense. CM Punk is a very, you know, this is a, a huge opponent and a big opportunity. And the shelf life, love CM Punk, but the shelf life on guys like CM Punk and Brian Danison are not not this kind of shelf life that you have on a guy like Adam Page or Adam Cole or MJF for guys. You've got a longer time to tell stories with them. CM Punk and, and Brian Danison, those t- when they get these title matches, you kind of got to take it seriously because you're not going to have as many opportunities to put the title on these guys because they're more towards the end of their careers than guys like MJF and, yeah. and, and Adam Page. So, you know, it's just – these chances are not going to come around as often uh, anymore. So it's more of an opportunity for them to finally put the title on somebody like that. So we'll see. I I love, I love the unpredictability, but I'm kind of, I'm I'm still leaning. I'm still leaning uh, CM Punk in this, but my, my mind may change the closer we get to double or nothing. We'll see. Uh, but before we get into the rest of the other uh, talking points we want to get into, I'm going to run down the matches from Dynamite and Rampage. Uh, so we'll know who got those wins and who took those losses. On Dynamite, we had one of the best openers. And we're going to talk about this more, but one of the best openers that I remember from Dynamite. Um, Dax defeated his tag partner, Cash, in an Owen Hart Cup qualifier so good. Uh, uh, the Blackpool Combat Club defeated QT Marshall, Aaron Solo, and Nick Camarado. Warlow defeated Lance Archer in a Hoss matchup. Mm. Very fun. Uh, Serena Deeb defeated Karoshida in the Philly Street Fight. I'm assuming that's the end of that feud. That was the fifth match, I believe, yes. in that feud. Um the Undisputed Elite teaming for the first time as a group defeated Dante Martin, Varsity Blondes, Lee Johnson, and Brock Anderson. Scorpio Sky defeated Sammy Guevara in yes! the TNT title ladder match. Thank goodness. For the main event. And on Rampage, another awesome opener. Man, they're really killing it with these openers. Uh, Darby Allen defeated Swerve Strickland in another Owen Hart Cup qualifier. Uh, Jade, Kira Hogan, and Red Velvet team as the baddies uh, defeating Sky Blue, Trisha Dora, and Willow Nightingale. Again, I really love Willow Nightingale. Just every time I see her in a match, I'm going to tell you all that. I like this girl a lot. <laughs> but anyways, they did take the loss to Jade, Kira Hogan, and Red Velvet, which is the right call. Uh, Keith Lee defeated Colton Gunn, and in the main event, Samoa Joe successfully defended the Ring of Honor television title against Trent Beretta. Uh, but we've already talked about Hangman versus CM Punk. Let's talk about 
our new TNT champion, Scorpio Sky, in that ladder match with Sammy Guevara to close out Dynamite. So thankful that was the result. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I like I like Sammy Guevara, right? He's amazing, you know, and he's better as a heel. <clears throat> Just not this version of a heel. I can't... I've said it before and I'll say it again. I can't, like, personally allow myself to enjoy couple stuff on wrestling. It just, it gives me, like, look, I don't care. They can be together, they can do what they want. They're like, not a problem. Yeah. It just gives me the ick when I'm, like, subjected to it on, like, a Thursday morning when I watch it. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I wake up, have some breakfast, I sit down, and Sammy Guevara shoving his tongue down Ty Conti's throat, and I'm just there going... <laughs> Well, that's that's the way to start the day. I don't have my husband at home. Thanks <laughs> for rubbing it in, guys. That's that's one way to think about it. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, I've I've I thought, hey, you know, I'm, I'm switching my opinions on this in a way. Uh, you know, when Scorpio Sky won the title. What did I say? I'm like, yeah, we're going to get this Scorpio Sky title run. This is going to be fun. It's going to be epic. One we're going to remember. And then he lost it, and I was like, well, I was wrong about that. <laughs> and then I said, but you know what? Silver Lining, Sammy and Ty, as as this championship duo team couple, are going to rub it in everybody's faces. And it's going to be kind of fun after a while because you're going to want to kill them. And there were, maybe we'll have Miro come back and vanquish Sammy. Yeah, now I'm back to Scorpio Sky. His title run is going to be epic, y'all. <laughs> L.A. I'm right back where I started. <laughs> L.A., here we come. Um, yeah. I mean, so, the only problem I've got is, like, not even even real to do with Sammy and um, Ty, but it just feels like this belt had so much prestige yeah. before Sammy got hold of it. Yeah. Um, and it kind of makes me sad because when I think of the TNT title, I think of Rosie Lee. Yeah, yeah. And then that makes me sad. And then I'm just like, oh. you, I'm sad. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll give them, uh, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not crazy about hot potatoing the, any, any titles, really. Mm. But the fact that they haven't hot potatoed anything until this point, because it's, it's gonna realistically with a title that's defended as often as the TNT title is, or even and eventually with the TBS title, because they're treated like television titles. Basically, it's, it's like the equivalent of the Ring of Honor TV title, which which will eventually be defended a lot more than the Ring of Honor World title. Just like the TNT and TBS title are going to be defended more than the Women's World title and the AEW uh, Men's World title. Uh, so, I think that affords it a realistic opportunity to get um, flipped for a period more often than those. Not, I want to see it happen often, but there we got to expect there are going to be periods like this. And this, I think, this is just one of those periods. And since it hasn't happened until now, I give them a pass on the fact that okay, we got a hot potato era of the title. Now let's keep it on somebody for a little bit and we're good. So if we keep it on Sky for a while now, I'll give them a pass on this flipping it as many times as they have between 
Cody to Sammy to Sammy to Scorpio, Scorpio to Sammy. I think Sammy, that's my problem. I think if it happened where Sammy got it and Cody never got it back and then it went to Sky and then this happened, yeah. I don't think I would have mind, but because it feels like yeah. it's just being like passed around, I, I just, it annoys me and it kind of brings me back to the fact that we now obviously know the reason why Cody then dropped it was obviously yeah. because he was, a, and that then annoys me even more because <laughs> just make my mind up and it could have planned better. Because it might not have happened exactly. if the Cody situation didn't exist. That's true. Um, that's that's something to factor in. So this whole it. thing just annoys me. So you're you're blaming Cody basically, right? 100%. <laughs> okay. Just <laughs> making it clear. Um no, yeah, I think it, it it does just for a period. It adds a bit of unpredictability with the title, which can be good or bad. Like the next time it's defended, I think you know some people may be like, "Crap!" Well, you know, it's it's changed hands a couple of times. We might get another title change right here. Uh, but I think it's gonna I think it's gonna stick with Scott for a while, and I hope they build. There's an opportunity, you know. We have the Frankie Kazarian situation. What I yeah. really, I really really like that, and plus I like the fact that we really hadn't talked about this. The fact that basically over the past couple of, week, of weeks, we, we know we've got Sammy as, as the heel now, for sure. Mm. No doubt. But there's been a, a, a complete uh, a double switch here. Uh, Scorpio Sky's a babyface. That was a babyface reaction to Scorpio winning that. So yeah. um, it's like we have uh, the double turn happen with, with Sammy and Scorpio over the last couple of weeks. And now we have Frankie Kazarian. Scorpio's former longtime tag partner, they were the first ever AW Tag Team Champions, agreeing to have a match. Um, so there's an opportunity for, you know, for some honor with Scorpio Sky yeah. in this situation with Frankie. And, of course, we're looking ahead to, to California in June. But are they going to hold That's this match off? That's the best place off? to do it. Are they going to hold it off then? That's a long time to hold it off considering they're just talking about it now. So if... I'm thinking, I was like, that's a long time. So if you want to get to that point and you could have Frankie versus Scorpio at say double or nothing or, or the buy-in or something around the pay-per-view, the pay-per-view's coming up. If you can build it to make it feel like a, a big enough match for that, you could have it there. And then by the time you get to June, what if you had a triple threat match in California uh, and the big, the big uh, show in LA at the forum, and it's a triple threat match between all three members of uh, SCU. Mm, Christopher cool. Daniels gets in now. You know he, they're not all they, they're not going to ever team together again. That was part of the the deal there with with Christopher Daniels and, and Frankie Kazarian. But that doesn't mean all three of them can't have a triple threat match mm. in SoCal. So I just that, that was that's a cool opportunity to do there to bring all three of those together to build that. Um, and you could still do Frankie Kazarian Scorpio before you get there. Um, I don't know. Just an idea. Hmm. Let's see. I'd love to see Christian Daniels get a get a get a title shot um, in California. Um, Ray Phoenix, he's back. He's I have so much back. to say about this. Talk to me about Ray Phoenix's return. Because this is one of the things that I will never not praise for AEW. They really do seem to listen. Uh-huh. I am so, so glad 
Alex Abraham says has left his goth face. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that, but I'm so happy. Yeah. It just was not working. Um, I was so happy to see him come out in, like, you know, a normal jacket and some trainers and, you know, yes. just, like, not being, like, all, like, you know, goth monk type thing. Um, <laughs> I but I love the fact that, like, because I was originally like, huh, he's in the ring. And then I was like, but the person in the ring doesn't like the talking. And then I'm there going, that's <clears> Phoenix, <throat> isn't it? Because when I saw Benta come out and then Pat came out, I was like, that has to be Ray Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And then when Alex Abrantes came out, I was just like, it's 100% Ray Phoenix. Yay! <laughs> Yes, and the fact that they gave a reason for that—that that, that Alex said, you know, the reason I've been dressing like this, but there's there's a reason behind it, you know, like there's like, yeah. okay, so you're telling me there was you were, you know, we everybody hated it from the beginning. Whether this was like the plan just to get to this and do away with, it, I don't know, but they they heard us, like you said, yeah, and then gave us a reason, said, you know, like this is it, this is the whole reason I've been dressing like this, so we could pull this over on you. So I was set up. Okay, yay, now it's done. Yes. I feel like I feel like the actual reason is he found a cradle of fell CD, listened to it, and was just like obsessed and then went all spooky. <laughs> and then like he then like saw a kitten and like, you know, melted the goth away. So <laughs> Is that what kittens do? Yeah. Especially kitten. if they're like cute fluffy ones. I wanna I want a shirt that has just a picture of a kitten. It says kittens, they melt your goth away. <laughs> that sounds like an innuendo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> maybe it is, maybe it's not. Mm. I may just wear the t-shirt anyways and let people but decide. But I, I love the fact that... Look, I love the whole House of Black thing. But I have to say, Buddy Matthews is just vibes right now. He's just uh. huge. Like... When you look at him compared to Malachi Black and then to Brody King, Brody King is a tall person and yeah. huge. Yeah. But then when you look at Malachi Black, he's like quite agile and moving. But then you look at Buddy Matthews and he's just like both of them compact. It's like this little Australian guy. Yeah. Oh, I love him so much. Do you know how bad I want to see uh, Buddy Matthews versus Ray Phoenix right now? Phoenix's first match back is um, Dante Martin. It is, yes. It's a uh, which is insane. Did they announce that for? Mm. Um, th- they announced it on dark, the dark tapings, correct? I think so. Yeah. I think, but they didn't announce whether it was going to be on Dynamite or Rampage. I don't care I when think. it is. I just can't yeah. wait to see it. I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm like, I'd love for that to be on Dynamite, but they may hold that off for Rampage too. So that sounds mm. like a really cool Rampage main event, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, Good stuff. I am so glad that Phoenix is back. Um, yes. But we, match of the year candidates, it's like every other week we're, we're saying this, and I'm saying this again. Put this on the ballot, Dax versus Cash. Yeah, That 100%. deserves to be on the ballot. Whether it wins or not, it deserves to be in the conversation. Yeah. Those guys killed it in that opener. I think for they both have. From obviously the ROH show and this, they have two match of the year contenders in the mix because yeah, 
this this I've look, I've saw some idiot people um on Twitter going, Oh, they've just basically copied um Red Hand. You're not aware of what like the whole idea behind this was. <laughs> like, yeah. They they literally their moveset is so similar anyway. Obviously them two against each other it's gonna be similar. Yeah, there's a difference between copying something or, or giving a nod to 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 the past, and that's a mm-hmm. lot of what that's a lot of what they do, and, yeah. and a lot of what really good tag teams, and especially with Dax and Cash as being that old school throwback, they're gonna mm. they're gonna honor uh, the past. That doesn't mean they copy carbon copy a match or whatever. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, there's a there's a big difference, but people just love to even in something amazing like this, they love to find something to complain about, to get a reaction on Twitter. So that's a, that's a lot of that crap. Get tired of that. This match is, is in, was insanely, insanely was good. so good. For the first time these guys have ever faced. And there was that little bit of, I think it was the thumb poke or something, where you're yeah. like, oh, are they, are they going to, you know, but then it, it all came back around to, uh, uh, to for especially with the, uh, the, the, the sharpshooter, yeah, the knee issue that he was going to put the sharpshooter on, and you're like, okay, like this is really going to go south between them. Uh, but no, they were they were they both played it really well. Didn't do the sharpshooter spot or, or thought about it, but didn't go through with it, and uh, that's yeah. that's kind of how it ended. But um, for, uh, also for like somebody like me that wasn't really high on their type of wrestling, so then falling in love with their type of wrestling for that R H show to me now being so hyped, and I was just like, this is an amazing match. Like the first thing I saw on like Thursday morning, I was just like, "Oh, this is the complete 360. <laughs> it's it's almost like Dax and Cash have been walking around with kittens and melting your goth. No, no one can melt the goth out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I, right. I just have little rays of light every now and again. Every now and then, the sunshine peeks through, and then the rain clouds show up again. Well, I I am in England, so pretty much yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty much sums it up. <laughs> your attitude matches your country. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, Hookhausen. Is, is, is this going to be? Is, we, I, I got so excited for you. <laughs> yeah. I literally was watching it and it's like, I can imagine him like losing his mind. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to fight, are they? I was They're not going to fight. Because my husband was home and the Saturday when I was watching it. And he's like, what's going on? Because, like, he just, he knows certain people, but he just gets a bit, like, because he doesn't watch it as regularly. Yeah. Um, and he was just like, what's going on? And I'm there going, oh, my God, Woody's going to be so excited. And they're going, why? I, I, I don't understand. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. So I tried to explain to him, and he's there going, what? <laughs> matter. They're not going to fight. <laughs> That's awesome. Spoke. Yes, he did. Not much, but it counts for something. It counts. <laughs> but I can't. Um, I can't believe. Like, <laughs> I love the fact that when Hook got in the ring to begin with, Dan Housen's dead confident, and then he looks like, "Could we do this next week?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pauls. You know what? <laughs> Maybe do it next week. I don't want to do it right a, now. <laughs> can I give you a rain check? Uh, and, and obviously, like then Tony Nice turns up. Thank, I was never so happy to see Tony Nice in all of my life. <laughs> and then it's just like, and I was like, oh, right, we can be friends now because, like, we just, you know, 
But all these guys and the nugs is like, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love how Tony Nese and and um, lawyer, oh, smart, Mark. smart Mark Sterling. Well, I'm sorry, Smart Mark, if you listen to the show. Sorry, I forgot your name. Um, <laughs> so. Um, Dan Housen is cursing them as they go up the, the ramp thinking so his curse is why they're backing away and it's Hook standing behind him. <laughs> they're like, no, we're not backing away because of the curse. It's so, Hook. So good. Yeah, love I it, man. It. Love it. Oh, so happy. So happy. Need um, to talk about my boys. Hmm? Let's talk about your boys. Go ahead. Um, they're amazing. <laughs> um, I love how the fact that Obviously, at the moment, they're just, like, squashing people and getting the reps in and stuff. But I love the fact that um, it seems like every time they're going for a finisher, one will start doing it, and then the other two will do it to the other side of the team. So, And, and just like, in case I'm, somebody's listening to this for the first time, her boys are the Blackpool Combat Club, <laughs> by the way. Just the to make that them. clear. Just, yeah, just to make that clear. <laughs> She's not talking about the sports entertainers, y'all. No, we'll talk about Except that. One of my boys is betraying yeah. me, but, um, <laughs> so, but yeah, it's like this time, like Willie Uta did like the whole, like, you know, rear choking stuff, and then Mox and Danielson just went, All right, and just started doing it. And what I love the fact of is, like, I feel like Danielson last week was like, Right, so we're going to learn like technical stuff, you and do this, and then Mox was just like the week after going. Now, what you want to do is break someone's neck and suffocate them. <laughs> and it's just like his little teachings. I don't I I have to live in a kayfabe world with them three because yeah. it just makes me so happy just to think about it. It sounds really weird, but it does. It just it baffles me every time I see them together how over Willie yeah. Utah is. More so, more so, it's it's weird saying it than right now, right now in this time frame, not to say overall, but in this time frame, more so than Moxley and Danielson right now. The it's fans are just rabid for Willie Utah. It's a credit to you and it's a credit to Regal and uh, mm-hmm. Danielson and Mox, the fact that they've managed in such a short space of time yep. to go from Willie Utah being like, this extra that we didn't really know about when Trent was away. Yeah. And then he was just kind of, he wasn't really doing anything with the best friends. He appeared and stuff like that. And, you know, had some like, you know, lots like practically almost broke him in half, stuff like that to where we are now. And like, you can't, you can't understand like, he's that talented. And I think, the edge of him with this I think it really suits him being that aggressive side yeah what I know I know it's so far off in the future but I can't wait for that moment where he kind of switches and is like then against mocks over something because that would yeah. be a yeah. very interesting match and I know I'm reminded of this every time I talk about Willie Yuta in this situation. Um, you know, sh- show me a time in recent memory uh, in pro wrestling where a company has done such a good job of creating new stars than AEW is doing right now. Oh, 100%. I, I challenge you that. To, to how whether you, whether you like AEW or not, and there's some people out there that will trash it regardless, and I know you just get, you know, the takes, and people can have different opinions, but 
objectively mm. look at how they're building Wither Yuta, how they're using yeah. the veterans around him to help elevate him, not just mm. elevate Moxley or make Brian Anderson look good or anything like that. It's it's really centered around elevating Wither Yuta. Th- then take take a look over here on this side at what they're doing with Wardlow. Yeah. Holy moly. Like how they're building that man into where nobody knew him a few years ago and to what he is now. You got crowds chanting his name mm. uh, with no music. He is so over. Then we look at how they how they treated Hook, who's barely wrestled. <laughs> and, and I mean, honestly, I've barely he's, said anything. He's barely spoken a word. And but they've treated him so well. They've gotten to this point where he is so over. Look at what they've done with Jade. People were trashing her mm. uh, it, months ago. And where is she at now? You know, wh- yeah. you know, where is she at now? Just, I mean, you can look around the company, and that's just off the top of my head. And there are others. I mean, you could look at the people that have the titles. Look at Hangman Adam Page. Mm. Of course, he was over before he got the title. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm giving that somewhat of a pass. I think he was already there before then. But, but just look at how they built him up before that to get to there. You know, yeah. the way it was done. So that was one of the early building early star building moments of AEW, but what they're doing now peppered throughout the company right now, it's all designed. Daniel Garcia with the, the Jericho appreciation society, what they're doing with him again, it's, it's, it's just now starting, but I will venture to say in a few months, we're going to be talking about Daniel Garcia in the same way. That's designed to elevate yeah. him. Um, Cause that's, that's what you could tell Tony Khan has a lot of plans for somebody like Daniel Garcia. Uh, and then we're not even talking about the, the, you know, the plans that are in place for the folks like Adam Cole with this whole storyline that's happening with the, uh, the undisputed elite leading to the, the new Japan show and stuff like that. There's mm. all kinds of stuff that are, is in the pipeline. that's going to be amazing uh, that we haven't even got started, but I just, I just, I really love how they're building new stars in AEW. Really, really like it. It's, it's then, one yeah. of the things I love the most about. Yeah. Game. And then you have idiots going, but it's just XWWE people. (laughs) Open your eyes and form your own opinions instead of uh, just repeating the same really bad takes you just see on Twitter all the freaking time. Look at the title picture. Exactly. Um, The other thing we need to talk about Mm -hmm. is the fact that Eddie Kingston really doesn't like to be in the ring with a table. <laughs> no, he got really mad at that table. He does not. <laughs> I love this? the I love the fact that they're all like sat down, dead nice, and then you've just got Santana and Ortiz and Eddie just stood up, going, "Huh, oh, don't like it." I hate this. I hate this. It's just, I love it how fact, Eddie rejects anything sports yeah, entertainment wise. I love anything. So he doesn't much. want to be. He's embarrassed. I could feel it through the TV how embarrassed he is to be involved with anything that's yeah. remotely related to something that would be called "quote unquote" sports entertainment. Yeah, exactly. Love but it. I love the fact when he um, <laughs> it's just like giving Jericho like the laydown of like oh. just like street lore and stuff, and he's getting in Jericho's face, and Jericho's leaning further and further and further back, <laughs> and I'm just looking at it going. That's what happens when I try and argue with my family. They just start leaning back, like, <laughs> "Oh God, here she goes, here she goes." <laughs> just, just 
Just play dead and she'll go away. Just play dead and she'll go away. I was just like, oh, that's what he looks like. <laughs> and then as Andy, like, walks away, Jericho's still like... Uh... With the eyes. <laughs> his eyes are bugging out of his head, man. He got a little piece of revenge later, though, because he's a freaking magician. He's a it? wizard. He's what a wizard. What is it with Jericho, people that he doesn't like, and eye stuff? You're a wizard, Harry. I can't see. That was my British accent. But... That yeah, was I think British. I knew. I don't know what it was. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but it went British. I tried. Um, that was your don't. one. That was my one attempt at a really bad accent. The, um, but Jericho, yeah, apparently he is a wizard. He's shooting fireballs, or he's a dragon, or something. He's evolving into the ultimate sports entertainer. He's got special powers now. Love he's it. He's becoming Charizard. Love it. <laughs> But I did, I heard some, you know, I get it. People, you know, they look for stuff to complain about. So no, really? naturally you're going to see this fireball thing. What is this? What kind of, what kind of goofy crap is this? This is supposed to be presented as a, as a sport. And then we got people shooting fireballs in the parking lot. Dude, their group is built around sports entertainment. That's Jericho <laughs> is literally taking the. <laughs> He's that's what he's supposed to be doing. He's supposed to be doing stuff that make you go, Oh, come on, man. That's sports entertainment. It's like he's trademarked the term. The he sports entertainer. Just like sports entertainer. Taking it absolute wreck. Yeah. Out of so the other people. Um, which, is, which is great. It gives him the ability to do some really goofy crap and people can oh yeah, cool. that's right. Uh, when you think about it, that's what he's supposed to be doing. Well, I still I still want Daniel Garcia if if he's stuck to blink twice. <laughs> like, I cannot wait for the day that he goes, do you know what? What the hell am I doing? Yeah. Like, and I just can't wait for that moment. It's like, huh. like, I want, I love him, but it just, I feel like, I feel like he was kind of sold something and then what he expected is not what he's got, but because he doesn't want to like, say anything he's just kind of stuck and he's just like yeah i'll go along with it <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he's like <laughs> i can't go to wwe maybe i'll just try wwe lights <laughs> <laughs> which is chris jericho's group yep that's great um diet wwe diet WWE. <laughs> um, it's only like 20 minute segments it's not three hours long <laughs> The uh, the baddies, uh, oh, Jade, Jade Kira Hogan, and Red Velvet uh, teaming together. I really, I really enjoyed. I love their look. I love their their even they had their their walk down together where it was yeah. with the fans and stuff. They were using a little everything felt like a a, a well thought out package together. Like they put this, it wasn't just thrown together. Mm. It felt like it really worked, and I really liked them as a trio. Of course, mm-hmm. we don't have trios, titles, and women's or men's, so there's nothing they can but win. But there in is the group. a lot of trios coming about. There are, man. There are. Um, but I did. I really like this. Um, it is. We talked about it before we started the show. It is odd seeing Rev Velvet suddenly thrown in the group. As much as I like it, though, um, because she was just feuding with Jade, um, you know, months ago uh, mm-hmm. when Jade first came in. It's like a really big, big feud between them. Uh, now she's with them, although she's pretty pretty great as a heel. I think it fits, especially after that Willa Nightingale match. As a heel. Mm-hmm. I definitely prefer her as a heel. Yeah, 
I really like it. And I love that Kira Hogan is getting some screen time. Yes. Uh, when she first came in, when like she was announced, she came over from Impact. I'm like, yes, Kira mm-hmm. Hogan added to the women's division. And then, you know, like a lot, you know, she's she's been she's getting her matches. She's just getting a lot of matches on Dark and Dark Elevation, which is not a bad thing. I know people like to trash on those shows, but they're really, really good if you watch them. And, and people are getting their reps in over there. Yeah. Uh, they're not just sitting in catering. They're not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. They're still working uh, and getting good at what they do. Uh, so I'm glad she's going to be apparently going to be featured um, more on Rampage and on Dynamite. That would be great. I, I like her a lot. Yeah, 100%. Um, also want to talk about Wardlow's quote-unquote mystery opponent coming up on Dynamite this week. I don't think um, it's a mystery. <laughs> no. Because you can't you and the mysteries. That. Yeah. The, uh, the consensus is it's going to be formerly, the man formerly known as Big Cass in WWE who goes by W. Morrissey now. Mm-hmm. Um, who I believe, I don't think he's my understanding, I'm not sure if he's under contract or not. He's been wrestling in Impact. Um, but a lot of people over there, I think, are on per-appearance deals. So, could mm. be somebody, he could be on a per-appearance deal. Um, but if he if he is, in fact, going to be Wardlow's opponent, I think that's a great pick. It's, <gasps> so it's a It's a special, even if it's a one-off, it's a special person to bring in size-wise, because he's mm. going to be taller than Wardlow. Seven feet tall. <laughs> well, they actually bring Enzo. I doubt in it. To, to talk him to the ring, though. I doubt it. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm not, not going to lie. I would pop. If, oh, 100%. <laughs> if, 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 if you just bring, if you're going to do just a one off to bring Enzo in to talk that man down to the ring, I would go nuts for that. Not not necessarily, I would want to see him all the time in AEW. No. But for a one off thing, yeah, man, do it. If you could get him, let's do it. Let's do the, let's do the whole thing. Yeah. Just well, so I mean, I Joe Janelle's not there now, so we're not going to have a fight, are they? So, no. Um, just I so I can hear I mean, him call uh, Wardlow soft. 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 I love. Did I get right. that accent right? Did I get that right? I don't know. I'm not from there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't ask me questions like that. I don't know. Um, I still think you're better at American accents than I am. <laughs> oh. Um. Okay. So like, I loved it. Like when the cast and Enzo were in WWE. I still go back and watch some of the promos because they were just fun. Just generally yeah. fun. Not a big fan <clears throat> of the matches, but um, the whole like talking stuff is just. Yeah. I, I really yeah. just. I go back on YouTube every night and it's like, just have a laugh. Um, but I love when um, MGF was giving it, and I'm there going, Am I thinking he's saying what I'm thinking he's saying? Like, yeah. that's crazy because I like obviously like we know all the struggles that Louis Marcy's had and everything yeah the fact yeah. that he's at this point now where he's healthy he seems to be in a good place in a good yep. place that's a, mm-hmm. that that's another thing like for where AEW differs it's like that stuff is recognized mm-hmm. and you know it 
it's not like kind of you know pushed away like oh no that never that never happened like don't worry yeah. about um yeah so I, I love the fact that you know he could be given this amazing opportunity you know and it'd be on like you know a major promotions tv deal i know it just it just makes me happy yeah i'm ashamed that he has to work for him yeah but it makes me happy <laughs> And and I will say this, and I, I said that you know I would like it to be on a one-off appearance, and that's not me saying that I don't want W Morrissey in AEW. That I, I mean, I just I was more saying that the the two guys there together as an yeah. Actor. But the thing is, I always feel like even with these situations, I feel like if somebody comes in, I, we've seen that with Ricky Starks, we've seen that with Eddie Kingston. If somebody comes in and they know better than we do, I know everybody yeah. have their opinions on the outside that are not a part of it. They'll just think of what W. Morrissey slash Big Cass's history was. We we all have a history. Yeah. We all have issues. And hopefully anybody who is dealing with any kind of issues can get past that and mm-hmm. to a better place. And it seems like he is. But I do feel like that if he comes in and, and he impresses Tony Khan and, and the people backstage, that somebody will step up and go, Tony, dude, you know, mm. I, I've worked with him in the past. He seems like a really different dude. Like, you might need to give this guy a second look. Mm. I do feel like there is a chance if he comes in and impresses that he could end up in AEW. Who knows? It also and depends I, on the crowd reaction. If the crowd, as soon as he comes out, has that pop, has that. Yeah. I know he's going against Wardlow, and that is going to be a bit tricky for that entire, yeah. like, type thing. But if he gets, like, that type of reaction. Yeah. that can help filter and also then if like you know days afterwards people on twitter still talking still Mm -hmm. talking about it Mm -hmm. that factors into it as well so hey like you can't with tony khan you can't say he's never going to be hiring anybody else no (laughs) and 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 a lot of people that don't watch impact this will be their first time seeing him in a long time yes and he has looked good i've i've seen uh, some clips of him over in impact he has looked really good um so he looks in amazing shape as well yeah exactly so and you know and he's big really really big definitely big and you can't teach that you can't teach that no uh, all right, so anything else to l- talk about before we look ahead at Dynamite for next week? Um, Swerve Derby. Oh, yes. Oh, my uh, Lord. Yeah. Dude. Oh, and something I really loved about that, and I'm, I think I messaged you about it because uh, it was my favorite part of Rampage, is when, um, when Darby and, and Swerve were backstage afterwards. Yeah. And, uh, Swerve told Darby, you know, I know you didn't have anything to do with what happened out there, the reason he lost, uh, you know, with the, the exactly distractions, the distractions that happened. And he said he was pulling for Darby in the tournament. So go win this thing. So I yeah. really, really like that. I love Swerve and I love yeah. Darby. So I, I like the way this played out. And again, it's, it's great because <clears throat> you have that said history that you can find out about. Yeah. <clears throat> Yep. Which makes these type of matches all the more kind of, kind of like, what's the word I want? Like kind of extremely interesting. Yeah, it gives a little. It gives a little more weight and meaning to the yeah. match, even if you don't know the history. The fact that they acknowledge that they were history, you're yeah. like, oh, okay. And if you want to go back and watch some stuff uh, that they're talking about, YouTube is a thing, and it's really not that hard to just. 
Google or YouTube something, just search it and boom, yep. you're going to, you're going to find it. So, um, go do it. If you want to get a little bit of that history, uh, it's there, but yeah, that opener was something else, man. I just, AEW's openers when they don't go to a promo to start uh, a show, which, you know, there was a period of yeah, a few weeks where you, they started with promos, especially dealing with CM Punk, you know, mm-hmm. when, when stuff was there with with him opening the show. and, uh, and uh, Yeah, but MJF, CM Punk. <laughs> I think it was during the MJF-CM Punk feud is when mm-hmm. they were having a lot of show opener um, promos. Um, now they've gotten away from that. We're going back to just, boom, just opening with a mm-hmm. match. And, man, these the banger, bangers on every yeah. show to open them. It's almost like that's the other main event is that opener. That's the two really, really important matches. That nice they put. bookends. Bookends, exactly. Good word. Thank you. Uh, but looking ahead at Dynamite that is coming up, uh, it's looking like another packed show. Man, we got Chris Jericho versus Santana. <clears throat> I love that. Oh, Rampage. I've got <laughs> Santana randomly just started, like, attacking Chris Jericho. And... <laughs> And yeah. then every now and again, when the camera cut back to the commentary, because Jericho's like looking around, going like, <laughs> like, like, like an absolute like cat on ten hooks. Like, paranoid. Yeah. Oh, I, so good. I saw the eyes trying to grow in the back of his head as he's doing yeah. commentary. So funny. Um, he wasn't even we, talking; he was just looking around. <laughs> I do love. There were some people like they get tired of Jericho screaming on commentary, and I get it. Um, but they were like, man, that would have been a good opportunity to get him off of commentary for the rest of the show so he's not screaming at the top of his lungs with everything. However, Jericho you know, goes back to commentary and says, look, man, you can't take me out that easy. I, I'm a, the show must go on. You know, like he's, he's playing out like he's a hero. You know, He's like, I'm coming back to the booth because I got a job to do. He's proper um, like, um, I love, I love like kind of like bravado, cowardly heel, and he's brilliant. <laughs> exactly. Um, we have Bobby Fish do, do, versus do, do. Jeff Hardy in an oh Owen Hart God. Cup qualifier. I love that thing from Bobby Fish. Jeff Hardly. It's the way he delivers it. Like he's he so says, deadpan. He says it and then looks around like, right? It's funny, right? <laughs> He is my type of people, like Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish are my type of people with that humor. It, it sounds like a kind of, it's like a really cheesy joke that I would make and my wife would roll her eyes and then yeah. my daughter would go, I get it, daddy. I get it. It's the type of jokes that me and my friends make with each other. It's yeah. like, eh, eh, eh. God, it's so good. Love it. Love it. Um, we have The Butcher, The Blade, and, and Helico. Mm. Um, versus the Blackpool Combat Club, which uh, means, uh, which means uh, defeat for the Butcher, the Blade, and Angelico. I can't wait for Angelico to be like, imagine the mat work between him and Danielson. Mm. Oh, mm. And, and him and Yuta, when they get in the yeah. ring together, man. And then Mox just... Yeah, <laughs> just pounding everybody. I do find it interesting, because we just found out, you know, through... Uh, Jack Evans, that he's no longer going to be with the company as mm-hmm. of I think this month. His contract is yeah. out, and he had said that it's not going to be renewed. But we have Angelico in this match, so that doesn't mean his contract is going to be renewed. He could still be mm-hmm. just getting some matches in while he's still under contract, or this could mean he's going to be renewed. Who knows? Uh, would it be interesting if they kept Angelico and didn't keep Jack Evans? Um, 
But I do really love a Helka's work, so I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, him, you know, I, hopefully I miss, he's able to stick. I miss him when he's on, not mm-hmm. on TV, because like some of his stuff is just ridiculous. Yeah, he's a really good Matt uh, Matt wrestler, a very good submission wrestler. I think yeah. he's underrated with that from that side. Hundred uh, percent. Wardlow, as we talked about, will be facing a mystery opponent uh, picked by MJF. So. Uh, we will see who that mystery opponent is going to be. I feel like MJF be. just has like this massive like section on his phone going, people to call if you want hey, someone to be hurt. Who can I call? <laughs> I, look, I want to throw it in right here. I have heard some people mention that this could be a swerve and it's not even W. Morrissey. That it's just MJF being a, an, an A-hat and making people think it's something when it's you not. Know what I and it's, it's, actually, it's actually Paul White instead of... Yeah, um, but you know what I'd love? Just to be like MGF going, yes, yeah, like, you know, tall and all this type of stuff. It's like Hornswoggle or something. <laughs> it's going the other way. Yeah. Uh, they they, they that bring. That would be legit as well. They bring Hornswoggle in. Yeah, have him come out and then actually have a big guy actually yeah. show up, you know, behind Hornswoggle or something. Yeah, that would be, that would be interesting. Um, and then we have a title match the Ring of Honor Women's Unification title match. Diana Perrazzo making her dynamite, making her AEW debut, and she's under contract with Impact. But she has the official Ring of Honor Women's title, and she's bringing that to Dynamite to defend against the interim Women's Ring of Honor champion Mercedes Martinez. This is a big deal, big yeah. deal, folks. This is big. Um, Diana Perrazzo is one of those that I've heard so many people. We've had several Q and As about her. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we just had one uh, last week, a week before, uh, from Ted asking if you know when's she going to show up to defend this title. When's that going to happen? Uh, we're going to see her in AEW. So here's your answer, Ted. Yes, she's going to be in AEW this week. <laughs> um, so a lot of people. This this woman is a lot of people's favorite women's wrestler out there. Period. Mm-hmm. In any company, I mean, she's that well regarded. Um, so I will be very excited to see her on Dynamite versus Mercedes Martinez. Um, will this close the show? Um, you see, that's like, I think we had that discussion on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is I think it will look really bad if they had um, the on Rampage, like the uh-huh. television men's yeah. title yeah. headline, and then it's not. Because I don't think there's any other title matches, is there? No, and not just that. They had the Ring of Honor TV title uh, main event Dynamite a few weeks ago yeah. with Minoru Suzuki versus Samoa Joe. Yeah. So they've had that as as the main event of two different shows. Uh, and considering this is Deanna Perrazzo's Dynamite AEW debut, first time she's ever been on there, um, that's an even another thing that r- I think raises this to main event status. Mm. Um, and it's a unification match. I mean, this is, you know, this is, you got to enter them in the actual Ring of Honor title. There's going to be one person walking away as the true champion. So I would love to see this closure show. Yeah. Um, the only other match you would consider, as, as I talked about, was we had the conversation on Twitter, would be Wardlow because there is that, you know, whether we call it mystery or not, there's that person that's going to show up that people are anticipating uh, who it's going to be in that Wardlow match. And that is the hottest angle in AEW right now, period, is is Wardlow and MJF. So, you know, I could understand them saying, hey, we're going to put the hottest angle on last. However, if I'm the one making the decision, 
it's going to be that title match. Uh, yeah. I would I would want to send a message because there's always a lot of criticisms of AEW the way they handle the women's division, rightfully so. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I would love to see this as the main event. So, uh, fingers crossed, we'll see it happen that way. But either way, this show looks legit. Yes. Um, which most of them do. So, hey, that's always good. Um, all right. So, question and answers. Do you have any questions for us to answer? I do. Hit me with it. It is from Costa Rica. Costa Rica. What are your three top championship belt designs? Uh, all time? It just says that. Hmm. You know, I mean, I'm partial right now to to the AEW designs. I really, yeah. really, 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 really like the AEW designs. And I'm going to tell you, uh, in AEW, my favorite design right now is that AEW women's title. I really, I, li- I like, the look of, I like the look of it even better than the men's. And there's never been a time in wrestling history where I've looked at the design of a women's title and thought that looked better than the men's title. That's because I feel like the majority of my time watching wrestling, uh, of course I started in the eighties, the women's wrestling was never treated as anything as important as it is now. And I know we just got through talking about criticisms of it, but that, that, that does not negate the fact that it was treated a lot worse back then when I first started watching wrestling. It was, you were lucky to have a female on the show that wasn't a manager period. Mm. Uh, or, you know, so it's, so, so get so now where we are today, and in the company that I watch, the fact that the the design they put a really big emphasis on making that title look so beautiful, um, and look just ba. I mean, that thing looks really, really bad. I love it. Um, but of all time, though, looking back at other companies, um, I tell you, the NWA World's title, the, the men's world title over there, NWA. I think that is a beautiful title. Um, that is probably one of my favorites. And, uh, I like the old WCW, uh, that big belt, the W, the, the old school, uh, I say old school, the WCW world title that was used in the, in the nineties, uh, in WCW. And it was brought over when, uh, when WWE bought WCW, it was their other world title for a while. Um, that was, I think it was just called the world title. In mm. WWE, and then they had the WWE title, and then they had the world title. They had two separate belts up for a while. Um, I, I like that that WCW world title. Um, really, really like that one too. Um, how about you? Those are just the ones off the top of my head. Now, if I look back at other designs, I might change my mind. But just off the top of my head, um, those are some of my favorites. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm gonna go with the AEW um, World Championship belt because. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. It's absolutely bloody stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm then going to go for... I'm going to go with the AW Women's belt yeah. as well. Like, the new design of it is stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to say, just because it brings so much memories to me, mm-hmm. I'm going to go for the old WWE tag belt that the Hardys had like in the 2000s. Yeah. Because I just don't understand it. Um, <laughs> I love them. That's, I, that's I, what got you into wrestling. Yeah, so you... I mean, it, it's... The belts themselves are not like the prettiest thing in the world. Yeah. But it's I think 
like as in relating to like kind of what they mean in like my life it, it just that makes them beautiful because yeah. I just remember seeing Matt and Jeff with them and them hanging up at the top and you know yeah. edges spear just everything around that it's just yeah memories yeah <laughs> of a simpler time <laughs> yeah and I think wrestling belts and I do like the fact that and I don't want to feel like I'm taking a crap on WWE but you know the the different the the shift changed as far as how they looked at belts, obviously with the with their design. Because you you look at all around the rest of wrestling, and they look more like belts. Where uh, WWE, it's literally the logo is the belt. Yeah, it's, it's horrible, and I, and I understand why they do it. And I just want to take a moment and talk about that. Uh, not going to spend too much time on. It. I understand why they do it. It's it's branding. It's a business model, and they want to make sure that. You see that big W from however far you, away you are. It's like when they send the championship belts to like uh, Super Bowl winners and and uh, teams like that when they win championships. Uh, they send belts with like their the team logos on the side, so that you see somebody on the sidelines or during a press conference holding that belt, and you can see like from miles away that's a WWE belt because the logo is so huge. So I understand from a marketing standpoint why they do that. I get that. It's business. However, as a fan, and that's what I am, I'm not part of the company help, you know, worried about them making a ton of money and getting their branding out there. As a fan, I think that is a hideous belt. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so before and anybody explains to me why, I know why. Horrible. Yeah. I, I get it. I know why they do it. But as a fan, like we're, we are, and that's what we are. We don't work for WWE. We don't work for AEW either. We're fans. <laughs> They're ugly, man. They're just ugly. The thing is, though, is as well, it's like the thing that does my head in with the whole WWE W logo thing is yeah. the fact that <clears throat> the only, like, you know, in history terms, the most recent versions of it, you yeah. look back, they had pretty titles originally. Oh, they had gorgeous titles. They had yes. beautiful titles. Oh. Um, the Intercontinental title was one of, one, it was a beautiful title back in the day. Yeah. Um, God, what, just, I, yeah. What, I, what I think is just kind of epitomizes the whole WWE model now is it is its branding before anything else. And it, it doesn't, and that's a problem for me personally because yeah. I'm not looking at going, well, I really like the branding of this company. Yeah. Because I don't, personally, I don't go off branding for anything. Yeah. Like, no matter what I buy, if the product is really good and works for me or I enjoy yeah. it or whatever, it doesn't matter the branding. As long yeah. as it goes along with my principles and stuff, Yeah. then... I'm 100% with that. I'll I'll pay that. Yeah. I don't go, oh my goodness, this, uh, you know, this is like being endorsed by celebrities and it's amazing because that doesn't <laughs> bother me. I can care less about any of the Kardashian products and stuff like that. It doesn't no, matter. You're more worried about, Woody said this was cool. I should buy this. That's what you're worried about. No, no, no. Uh, oh, that's not what you're saying. No. Okay, never mind. <laughs> But you know what I mean, though? I, I, don't, I, I don't go into you're, looking at products 
You're not influenced by by certain branding strategies. I can't be swayed for anything. Yeah, I'm so awkward. Like, no, I can't deny that. I can't deny that whatsoever. (laughs) I I like. I love it. Like when there was all like the like the um, voting thing was going on. It's like, oh, these people on Facebook are swaying people. No, (laughs) no, it doesn't work with me. I'm sorry. I'm unswayable yeah um, don't can't sway me can't sway me that's it's another giant. shirt we got the kitten shirt with goth and can't sway me i just all can't right. be swayed i'm branded yeah all right does custer have anything you won't else get for us? me wwe you won't get me back um no he doesn't okay not with your brandy belts all right <laughs> ted the hillbilly hill has a couple of questions okay um which we've we've already hit this one so i guess we can well i'm gonna read it anyways um, okay. give your early prediction for hangman versus punk yeah we, wow, did, we did we did like a whole segment on that ted uh, if well, i remember that this stop. question was coming yeah if so if you skip over the beginning why would you have <laughs> like you're like i'm just gonna skip to the end to see what the questions are um <laughs> rewind back and you can hear our whole talk about it but just from right now i will say uh punk and she said hangman this is our early predictions, and but if you which is really our... weird because you normally say hangman. I know I'm a hangman guy. He's my favorite person in AEW. You've literally I'm, like just I'm just left him in the ocean. No, I'm just going with with what I think is going to happen, not what I want to happen necessarily. You've got but... a life boat with punk. <laughs> I know, but that could change. Uh, uh, Double or nothing's a little bit off, so uh, you never know. Um, his second question is: In your opinion, who should win the Owen? Men's and women's. Oh, it's so tough. Difficult because the field is. We don't the, even know who's actually fully in it yet. Yeah, the brackets aren't um, filled up yet, and we don't know who else is lined up to qualify. I don't even. I, I wish I'd have had like a list of people to qualify. I mean, I know some off the top of my head. Um, I'm ready to see a bracket. I'm ready to get everybody qualified because the the finals are going to happen at double or nothing. Correct. I, yeah. I believe that's what they they got to get on the ball because like that's it is I know I say it's a little way off but it's like what a, less than a month away now really like three four weeks or something yeah like if they're gonna go through this tournament uh, and get to the finals by then we gotta come on man let's I pick want up to know pace. how I want to know how um, Tony's selecting these matches I generally think he's just sipping in a hat <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I I don't see any logical reason. Apart from like FTR was like, yeah, Tony, don't yeah. in the hat. Work yeah. We know who we want to face. But I feel like everybody else is being dipped in a hat. Yeah. And some um, of the matches you see, you're like, no, I want to see that later in the tournament. I didn't want to see Swerve <laughs> Mr. Darby right off the bat. I didn't um, want to save it, but I'm glad we got it. But Yeah. So men's side. Let's look at men's. Um, okay. So we've got, so we've got Adam Cole. We've got Dax. We've got Tyler Riley. Uh, Darby, did you already say Darby? Darby. Let's see, Samoa Joe's in it. Did you say mm-hmm. Samoa already? No, Samoa Joe's in it. Um, hmm. Do you know what? <laughs> what I want to happen is completely different than what you what think might is going to happen. Because um, I don't know who's in it, right? But mm-hmm. the people that are already in it, I really want it. <laughs> I really want it to be Kyle O'Reilly. 
I just want the banter from him so much. It's like I'm craving the banter. Um, put Ricky Starks in it, and then I'll say Starks. <laughs> <laughs> that might happen. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd love to see Ricky in that thing. Uh, either him or Hobbs, but I would really like to see mm. to see Ricky in that. Um, you know, initially when I saw Samoa Joe in it, I thought. That's it. That, that's that's going to be it, right? Yeah. But he's got the Ring of Honor TV title. He has something. He's doing something. Yeah, he's got something going on. So something tells me and the angle that he's got going with Jay Lethal may play into him being put out of the tournament. Um, I, I think I'm early prediction now, without knowing who else is going to be in the field, I'm going to say Adam Cole. Adam Cole has had two title shots and, and, and lost those. He needs something, in my opinion. Not that he's doing bad. I mean, he's, he's in a very prominent angle. But I think he needs something to hang his hat on. And I think this could, uh, this could be it. Especially if it's looking like he doesn't have anything lined up for Double or Nothing mm. specifically in the storyline. Uh, that could be a nice way to get him on the card in the final. In the final, uh, I'm looking at a final of him. If you put him in a final with him and Samoa Joe, um, although I would be sad to have Jay Lethal ruin that match, you know, because if that played into the finish. Yeah. Um, but that, that could be a fun final, depending on how the brackets line up. Or, you know, you could have him versus Kyle O'Reilly at, at, uh, at Double or Nothing. That could be interesting, too. Yeah. Uh, so There's, there's so uh, much, like, um, going yeah. on with that whole yeah, and we're about to have either Ray Phoenix or Dante Martin in it too, uh, so we'll see. We shall see. They'll be added to. Uh, how about the women's side? Um, how do you who do you see at this point winning that? Um, because we got Britt Baker, mm. we have Jamie Hader, we have Tony Storm, uh, Ruby Soho. Mm-hmm. She's in it, correct? Um, trying to think. Uh, is there anybody else? Oh, Red Velvet. She yeah. went in over Willow Nightingale. Uh, that might be it so far. Hopefully, I'm not missing somebody. I probably am. We're just going off the top of our head, folks. Um, so, and you can even pick somebody who's not officially qualified that you just think might qualify. Um, but I'll just say from the get-go, I don't think, you know, I mentioned the other day, I thought they were going to, I was like, there's a chance you could go Britt Baker and Adam Cole both win the tournaments. I mm-hmm. don't think they're going to do that, even though I think there's an interesting story to tell there. I think Tony Storm wins it. That's my early prediction. Tony Storm. Okay. Yeah, I think she comes in and makes a big impact right from the beginning. I think she needs that, too. Yeah. Um, so I would say either Tony Storm or Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho could really use it too. Mm. Um, because she came in really like red hot in the women's world title match pretty quickly after Mm -hmm. coming in. See, that's why I didn't like that. Yeah. And then the steam kind of has gone out. Um, However, there's a chance now to, with a good showing in the tournament, uh, yeah, uh, to to pick that steam back up. So I, I do, I, I agree. She 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 may need it more than 
Tony Storm does right now. Uh, but it, either way, if one of those, even if they didn't make it, if one of the, if one of those ladies picked up a win over Britt Baker in the tournament, that could help elevate one of those ladies, even if they didn't um, go on to win it. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how they use this tournament to uh, to build some stars in that women's division. Um, so anything else? Any more questions? Anything else? That's the only two I got from Ted. Yeah, no, that's it. Nope. Good. All right. Uh, well, thank y'all so much for listening. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for spending your time with us this week. Uh, but before you go, I want to remind you to check out all of our stuff. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow the channel at Beauty the Beard. You can follow me at Let the Beer Play. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. You can also follow the show on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, you can also, if you enjoy what we do, you can give us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. Because, again, we don't get paid, so you can pay us in your stars. They're free to give out. Just throw them stars at us, and we'll catch them. Or the podcast thing will catch them. So we'll see them, and we'll get this warm feeling in our hearts, and we'll just have a good day after that. So thank you for any support you can give us. Um, also, if you want to send in any questions, you can send those questions to beautyxthebeard at gmail.com or you can use the hashtag on the Twitter, AskBXTB. And if you see any bad takes, some bad wrestling takes out there, because <laughs> we will have that again next week. Uh, if you see any bad takes, just tag it with hashtag bad take pancakes and i will see it and i'll read it to sarah and get her all fired up next week so with all that said again thank you all so much for listening to us we appreciate it y'all be good out there be good to each other and we will see you on the next one Ah, bye-bye you are a wizard harry can't see that was my British accent. That yeah, was I think British. I knew. I don't know what it was. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but it was British. <laughs>